high ankle sprain. Well, for people wow. that uh, are uh, not uh, aware of the game, so basically the the Ravens went to Foxborough, beat the Patriots 37-26. Lamar Jackson did whatever he wanted to do. And the main storyline coming out of that was Mac Jones had a severe ankle sprain, high ankle sprain, I'm sorry, high ankle sprain from what all the reports are coming out via Adam Schefter, Mike Giardi, all those guys. Um, at the moment, um, they're looking to see what the best options are. Um, and by the reaction that Mac Jones had on the field, we thought he definitely broke his ankle. I mean, like we're talking like this dude was like crying, screaming, grunting, like he, there's three people carrying him off the field. Like it was something of a bizarre scene. Um, something we've never really seen, uh, out of an NFL quarterback, in my opinion, most of the time NFL quarterbacks are, are alphas, right? They're, they're men of men. They lead men. They, they've got to have the trust of all 53 people on the roster, 52, I guess, including themselves. But we've never seen a quarterback show that much emotion. Uh, I know. I take that back because emotion is different. Emotion is in, obviously, we see Brady slamming tablets and this quarterback's all pissed Pain. off. I, I don't think we've seen this much weakness out of a quarterback. Most oh. of the time, quarterbacks go to the locker room and then let it all out. This dude was like, I don't care. Like, flinning around like a freaking... A freaking two-year-old out there, man. Yep, yep, yeah. Debilitating injury. I mean, uh, you know, Alex Jones pretty much had his like broken in half and his you know bone you going through his Smith? skin. You know, remember, uh, remember uh, Carson Wentz? Yeah. The joke was last year when he sprained both of his ankles, he was two sprains. I don't think <laughs> he was screaming. <laughs> two sprains. Well, no, listen, and I think that's the thing that, like, at first when this injury happened, Puma, I was given the benefit of the doubt. I, you know, you used to all my text messages because I, I thought maybe the guy really was in a lot of pain and maybe he broke something. But as the information came out that it was more just a high ankle sprain, and then I, the more I started thinking about it, like, we've never seen a quarterback show this much weakness. Like, that's the thing that I can't get over. We've seen Dak Prescott's ankle go the other way. We've seen Alex Smith's leg collapse on himself, like you said. Hell, Joe Theismann, uh, he had his leg basically implode. Uh, dude, just last week, Trey Lance had the somewhat similar injury where he actually broke he actually uh, broke the bones in his ankle. And he didn't show this much emotion and, and weakness. So... I, I have some concerns about Mac Jones's toughness, and that's um, that's alarming because that was the one thing we can hold on to. I know as Patriots fan, we know he wasn't the fastest, so he has the biggest arm, more athletic freak. We all all we could say was like he was very tough, right? He was a very tough-minded individual. And seeing what I saw on on Sunday kind of shook me, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I, I don't know where we go from here as Patriots Nation. Um, obviously we're gonna turn to Brian Hoyer for the upcoming game against the Packers, but. You know, now there's reports coming out that apparently Mac Jones is getting a second opinion because he doesn't trust the Patriots who are forcing him to try to get a surgery. Surgery, uh, there's a special procedure called the tightrope surgery, which is basically going in, putting in a suture, helps stabilize your ankle, and helps recovery. It's a four-week process to get you back on the field. If you don't go through that process, it's usually eight to ten weeks, uh, depending on how severe that ankle sprain is. Um, but from what everything we've heard, we've heard so far, Mac Jones doesn't want to go through that accelerator route because he wants to get a second opinion and take his sweet old time getting back on the field. Yeah, I just hope you know he uh, he gets nominated for the Purple Heart after that performance on Sunday. So no, I mean uh, that, real quick, just to, like put a bow on it. I mean Joe, <laughs> I mean Jay, just uh, you know buckle up. Like that's uh, 
that's that's the franchise quarterback right there. And you know, I know there's, pro- there's it, probably been some rumble. I mean, I mean, is it? Because let's be real, it's the second year, and through three games, he's basically last in most statistical categories for quarterback metrics. Right? Whether it's interception, he leads the league in that. Whether it's a quarterback rating, he's like 31st. Whether it's like yards per game, whatever it is, like he's like 30th. He's basically in the bottom three for most. For right, most but categories. here's here's the thing. In my opinion, is you know, come let's say like the end of the season. Obviously, like you know, I, I expect Mac Jones at some point to be back this year. Do I see this team as a playoff, you know, playoff caliber team right now or moving forward? Honestly, no, I don't. That's not me being a hater. That's just me using my eyes and logic. But to me, the excuses are already built in, right? You have like this experiment that Bill's doing with two guys that have never called off, you know, offensive plays before pretty much doing like on the job training and Joe judge and Matt Patricia. And now like the creme de la creme is, Oh, well our franchise quarterback had a high ankle sprain and he wanted to take the six weeks, you know, recovery time. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some spin coming out of Foxborough in certain parts to make this look good for Belichick. And, you know, it's like, Oh, it's chestnut checkers. Like we're taking a long view. We're protecting our guy. And, you know, we'll be, we'll be back next year because, you know, you got a piece of sycophants, but also I think it's just like a pride thing. Like is Bill going to do the about face and say, yeah, Max, not our guy. And, you know, maybe we mail it in for the rest of the season and hopefully get a draft pick a high draft pick because we all know he's not trading up in the draft. I don't think I've ever seen that man trade up in the draft during his entire tenure as a New England Patriot. And I mean, in the free agency pool next year, like it's kind of the same situation where the Giants are right now. It's like, yeah, is Mac Jones great? No. Is Daniel Jones great? No. But are there worse quarterbacks potentially in the free agency pool than these two? Yeah, probably. I mean, just look at Pittsburgh for Christ's sake. So I, uh, I, I think he's going to be, your, your guy the rest of the season, obviously. And I think he, I wouldn't be surprised if he's taking snaps or you see him at training camp uh, next season. How, what are you thinking in regards to um, length of time he's going to be off the field? Well, we kind of saw – well, uh, his teammates, I mean, Jalen Hurts and, and Tua, I mean, Tua's gotten the tightrope surgery twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he got it not his final year at Alabama, but the second to last year. Uh, because the final year he had that that pretty bad uh, hip uh, displacement. But he's had the tightrope surgery twice, and I think there's a Sports Illustrated article floating around where Mac Jones is quoted in that article about the tightrope compared to the other Alabama quarterbacks. But, I mean, you saw it this year in the in the offseason in training camp where, you know, depending on who you were following for a beat reporter, like some people were saying it's, uh, you know, Mac is kind of rounding the corner with this new offensive system, and other people were saying he's been passive-aggressive on how bad it is. And, you know, I heard it today in some, you know, media markets where people were saying he's gotten better coaching at Alabama than he's had in the NFL up, in, you know, in this season at least. Um, so if, you know, he feels like his offensive line isn't pretend because we can all we can all agree. Well, not all of us because we're not all drinking the Kool-Aid, but the majority of fans that have logical sense and have eyes can see that. There were times he had happy feet. He was playing scared. Mm-hmm. He wasn't letting the play develop. Yep. Um, if you feel like you're going to get murdered in that offensive line, some of your guys are not getting separated, and you have you know Tweedledee and Tweedledum calling offensive plays, are you really going to be in a rush to go back there for a car crash every time? Yeah. I don't well, think so, and that's why I think he's staying in his sweet time. Well, I, I know there's a narrative built in that's going to give him that excuse um, and a pass for the year in a sense with – with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, but like if you really break it down, Puma, and like you said, you know, you're seeing that 
it really is on Mac Jones, the reason why the offense has looked so bad. Like, there have been stretches. I'm not saying it's perfect. The offensive line has given them great protection in good stretches of games. Wide receivers have gone open in good stretches of games. He's missed tight ends left and right. They've gone open, but he's not reading the field clearly. Even Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, I can honestly slay, I can honestly say in three games, Puma, maybe it's like 14 plays where I'm like, okay, I don't see why they call that. But for the most part, they've called plays that have gotten people wide open and Mac is just simply missing them, like simply missing them. And, and it just talks to how he's regressed, right? He, he from year one, we thought he was going to build on year two, but from everything I understand, he's not picking up the offense that the new offense is installing. He's giving quite a bit of pushback uh, to the coaching staff. He's not buying in, which is trickling down to the rest of the locker room and they're not buying in. So, so there's a lot there that you thought we were getting in Mac Jones that was going to be the foundation of our franchise for the next 10 years that he's simply not right we we thought he was cut from that cloth of tom brady and i'm not comparing tom brady trust me i'm not doing that but cut from that cloth of good intangibles good leader you know buy-in the first one in and the last one out that kind of deal and it seems like it's quite the opposite so now you don't have a guy that's not physically great and the intangibles aren't there either like so what the hell do we have right so the next point i want to make here is I know the Packers and the Patriots are playing this week, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think the Patriots win this game. Like, call me crazy, call me a crackhead, call me, you know, whatever. I think with how the Packers have struggled to put up points this year, I know they put up, what, 13 points in... Um, 14 points in uh, in Tampa Bay. They put up like seven points week one. They put up 27 points, I believe, uh, week uh, week two against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I have it here right here. So we got 17. I'm sorry, seven points against the Vikings week one. Uh, 27 against the Bears. That has a big blowout game, and then 14 points against the uh, the Buccaneers. So I think this defense with the Patriots can stifle that offense. And to be real with you, when Brian Horst stepping in for Mac Jones. I don't think the drop-off is going to be there. I, I think Matt Jones was playing at such a bad level that he was holding the offense back. I would dare to say maybe the offense looks a tad bit more cohesive with Brian uh, Brian Hoyer back there. Yeah, Brian Hoyer won't throw three picks. He'll throw two. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm on the opposite side of this. I mean, we saw it last year as well, too. Like, the you know, the Packers got blown out week one. Then they had the you know bounce-back game. And, I mean, we, we talked about it last week a little bit about Tampa Bay. Like, the one bright spot on the Tampa Bay side of things is their defense. Their offense is in shambles. You know, we, you know, you can go back and listen to our bit about Tom Brady. Not going to go 14 rounds on that right now. But, I mean, the, that was the one bright spot was the defense. And we also saw how heat was affecting everybody that was playing in South Florida yesterday. Or not yesterday, on Sunday, a la you know, the Bills Dolphins. And, you know, there were times where, you know, Alan Lazard is blowing chunks on the sideline and all that, you know, the heat was sapping everybody. So am I going to read too much into the 14 points? No, not really. I think, you know, we saw uh, a budding star in the making and Romeo Dobbs. I, I think Lazard is going to get kind of in a bounce back spot, even though he's dealing with some ankle injuries, but, you know, he's not acting like he needs a purple heart. But I mean, at this point, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Packers here. I know we're kind of jumping out of like the game previews here, but like you know the point spread was like ten. Uh, they're on the road in Lambeau. Uh, I find it hard to believe Aaron Rodgers is going to lose against you know uh, this uh, this defense at home. And I think we're gonna see another get right spot with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon because they they shut down the run last week. 
And let's be honest that, you know, Bob Tanyan, he's getting, he's, you know, about a year removed from his ACL injury. I mean, we, we saw what Mark Andrews did with Lamar Jackson. I get it. It's like different caliber of player, but I mean, Mark Andrews was kind of having his way in, in, you know, in, in some of his routes that he was doing. He got to, he got two of the touchdowns that Lamar Jackson threw. Um, so I, I, maybe there's going to be a possible big Bob Tanyan game. So I'm, I'm going to lay, if I'm going to bet this game, I'm not, I'm going to lean towards the 10. It's a big number in my opinion. Like maybe new England covers the spread, but I have green Bay winning outright at home. Yeah. And maybe call me the optimist in this. Like if the, if the Patriots do win this game, you know, then it does get a little easier, right? We've got the lines coming in. Yes. The lines put up a bunch of points, but they also are still lines. They somehow choked that game against the Vikings. So I, I feel confident being them at home. If we can't beat the lines at home, then this, this organization is much far gone than I thought. After that, we got the Browns. I mean, we've got the bears after that, who are just a dumpster fire. We got the jets who believe me are, are I think they're trash Colts. I mean, they had that nice little win against the, against the chiefs, but I don't trust those guys in the Jets. I mean, like, there's a soft, soft schedule here where the Patriots could real, realistically rattle off some wins, man. And don't be shocked, Puma. Don't be shocked if when Mac Jones does come back, they hand him back like a 5-3 and three team or something. Uh, if, it, if it's such a soft schedule, if I'm Mac Jones and I'm looking at it and it's like, oh, it's a soft schedule, okay, do the tightrope, I'll rehab and I'll be back in no problem. Uh, I... I I think he would have been back. I think he's in no rush to go back to this team. He's in no rush to deal with this offensive, you know, you know, uh, bozo fast and Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Um, you know, you saw him visibly getting pissed on the sideline, yelling as a bleeping cover four. So like, you know, either yeah. somebody missed a route. I, I think honestly, Jay, if he wanted to be back, taking all that in for like the soft schedule and whatnot, and he just has to ride out four weeks. He would have done the tightrope surgery yesterday. Yeah, I think he wants nothing to do with this offense. He's going to have happy feet when he comes back. He's not going to trust masses of humanity by his ankles. Uh, uh, nah, I, I think uh, I, I'm going to say buckle up and invest in Tums. Mm. Okay, well that's uh, that's unfortunate news, Puma. Book. <laughs> thank you, thank you for being there and supporting me through my hard times. Oh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Yep. You gave me enough crap as a Dolphins fan <laughs> the entire time we've uh, known each other. Welcome to the life as a Dolphins fan, as a Bengals fan up until last year, as a Jets fan. Oh, yeah.